Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Just before we get into the interview, this is just a brief message. Uh, this is actually a recording of the 2021 Superconscious Success Summit interviews. If you do want to check out the introductory for all of the guests, then you can go across to our Superconscious Success YouTube channel where you'll be able to find all the introductions. These particular podcast interviews will be the interview only. Okay, thank you. Now let's get on to the interview. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome to another incredible interview where we are going to be talking to James Perdue about your past doesn't have to be a future, but you do. Create your future today. So um, if you have not yet seen James' introductory video, head across to the Superconscious Success YouTube channel because he has an incredible story that he tells about how he has become a quadriplegic and... um, and his feelings and emotions that arose upon those times. But in this particular interview, we're going to be going into how James became the professor of perseverance after such a tragic accident, how why forgiveness is so important during these times of adversity, especially forgiving ourselves, um, how discovering a purpose can actually help you to stay motivated to stay on course, the importance of developing a support system that will stand by you during these times, how to maintain a positive attitude and mindset, and also how you can take action, even though you may think that all your opportunities have faded. So, hey, James, how are you doing today? We're doing great, Jen. Thank you again for having me on here. Oh, thank you so much for being here and for telling your story because it is quite inspirational and it really shows that if we manage to change our perspective on things that happen and we change our story in our lives, then, um, then we have the opportunities in front of us to be able to, to persevere, as you say. So how did you become the professor of perseverance on, on YouTube? You've done quite well on YouTube and, um, and you've been doing that for a long time. How did you come to do that? Professor of perseverance. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got more education book smarts than I ever thought I would ever get. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to be a professional athlete. I was going to leave as soon as I got to call and no more studying, nothing. Yeah. After my injury, then I, that uh, my older brother was, was, was smart to tell me, he says, all the dedication, all the hard work you had towards baseball, now you need to focus it on your education so you can get degrees so and get a job out there. And he was wise on telling me that. Yeah. So I ended up again going further than I ever thought I would. And so I got my doctoral degree and, but I wanted to get out and speak about persevering, yeah. you know, to get over, get over, overcome tragedies, you know, to triumph over, you know, difficulties. And so just perseverance is what I really want to get out and talk about. 
And I was at a meeting one day and a friend that I met, a couple of good friends named John Bentley. One day mm -hmm. he says, hey, Professor of Perseverance. And I'm just staring <laughs> at the wall stopped. or whatever I was doing. And then he said, Professor of Perseverance, James, I'm talking to you. I said, oh, are you talking to me, John? He said, yeah, Professor of Perseverance. I said, what? He said, well, you got a doctoral degree, don't you? I said, yeah, so you're a professor. And you want to talk about perseverance, right? Yeah. All right, you're the professor of perseverance. So thank you, John Bentley, for tagging me and branding me that way. Awesome. Yeah, because I, I've watched many of your YouTube videos, um, which which are incredible. And, and I do recommend that you head across to, to YouTube and check out the Professor of Perseverance because they are quite inspirational. And um, and I think that James has, has got an amazing book out. Um, and do you want to just, just let them know what that is? Well, I got my first book out where I called One More Play. And it yeah. talks about how I came back were the one play that put me where I'm at today. So that's just a little memoir of what happened through my life during that time. Yeah. I got a second book out. I tell people I don't recommend the second one. I made it too fast. I, I got <laughs> in, someone said, you need to put out a book every six months. So I went in and put one together and then I go, huh, it's a book, but I wouldn't recommend it. But actually <laughs> I said that to somebody else and they said, well, James, I thought it was pretty good. I go, yeah. oh, okay then. See, there's then that perspective third. thing, James. That's right. That's right. So the third one that came out is uh, is about the cancer scare that I had. Yeah. And so, but it, it's basically uh, what it is is a a journal mm -hmm. kept from day when I was told I had cancer to the end of it. And so basically, it's a journal. It says week one, day one, September 29th, and whatever happened during that day, who I talked to, then week one, day two, September 30th whoever I talked to and it, so it's just basically a journal uh, yeah. from there on, on everything. So, and it was pretty, pretty, pretty fun to uh, put together, especially with the miracle and blessing at the end of it. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the thing, like you've been through quite a lot from the, from the tragedy of the accident, the cancer scare and, and, but now you have managed to actually push through it. Now you've, you've, <coughs> excuse me, and now you're actually talking to other people about how they can actually change their story and to reprogram. So let's let's talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is really, really important. And when you go through something like that, um, you keep telling yourself the same story. You keep blaming yourself for what happened. How I, I assume that during this during this time, were there were there moments when when you just wish that you hadn't have gone back on that field and where you found it difficult to forgive yourself for that? And the thing, thing is, we're taught as we grow up, whether people are biblical or spiritual or whatnot, mm. uh, or if you just want to say respectful, we're taught as we grow up to forgive other people. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're taught to forgive other people. They make mistakes. They hurt us. Forgive them. Uh, people say, don't let them live rent free in your in your brain yeah. mm -hmm. you know because thinking too much of how they wronged you so we're taught to forgive other people but then it started hitting me one day we need to forgive ourselves yeah. just as much or more than mm -hmm. forgiving other people because we're the ones that wrong ourselves more than anybody else wrongs us in life yeah we mm -hmm. make the stupid mistakes the illogical mistakes 
we make the goofy mistakes <laughs> and then instead of living in those mistakes we learn from it build on to it forgive what happened what we did and move forward yeah and don't ever believe don't ever fool yourself you're going to goof up and make a mistake <laughs> somewhere else i don't care if it's 30 years later you're going to do it again somewhere in time yep. and then again give yourself move forward yeah because i think the thing is we have to recognize that um that when we do mess up and we do goof up as james says um it's a learning lesson as long as we as long as we learn from from these mistakes and like i said forgive ourselves for for the mistakes that we make that's that's really really important so how do you go about doing that james it's easy for us to say but how do you go about doing that well again you know for me personally i could have easily on that day when i got paralyzed i could have easily lived the rest of my life going oh poor pitiful me yeah. if i would have kept walking if i wouldn't have gone back for that one more play oh poor pitiful me. could have done that all my life because i know other people have done it other yeah people have done it. But, but it wouldn't have changed what, anything it would have changed anything and what is their life like yeah. they're probably miserable most of the time negative most of the time people only come to see them just because they have to and want to get away from them most yep. of the time and yeah. so i tell other i tell other people you know you have two choices in life basically one you can moan and groan and gripe and complain and see what happens and do the best you can or you can forgive yourself forgive the others try to be positive and do the best that you can yeah so the easy, thing, easy thing for me, because I had one person one time told my mother they don't know why I was going to college to get a job when I could just draw a disability check oh. and you know and not do anything. And, and so basically, just be become an invalid and not progress in in your life yeah, and just she, sit there and die. Basically, I would would want to give up that disability check to take a chance on doing more in life and didn't understand that. So but how much? I, I don't think the disability checks very much anyway, is it? Oh, no, it's not in Australia. No, no, no. It's a, it's a very, at that time with me, it was only like $500 a month. Oh, my gosh. It. And so, I mean, I could have stayed on it, but I'd been living with my mom and brothers the rest of my life, never yeah. had my own house, never had my own cars, never, I mean, I could have done that. And not only, yeah. What kind of life is that? Yeah, well, that's, and that, really brings us into what i want to talk about now and that's purpose because if you're doing something like that then you're not actually discovering your purpose and moving towards it so so was finding purpose a really really important part in your journey yes i finally realized finally realized that we're here to help other people as well as help ourselves yeah and the only way we can do that is when we find what our purpose is mm -hmm. now some people may not find a purpose until three years before they die. Who knows? Yeah. Some people find it early in life. And also don't, don't, don't just limit your purpose. You may have a purpose in four or five different areas. Mm -hmm. It may not just be one thing. And then also your purpose can change. So for example, yeah. my first purpose, I was going to be a professional baseball player to provide for my mom and brothers the best I could. Well, that kind of changed when you got your neck broke and yeah. can't move. So, so that, that that purpose is thrown out the window, but that doesn't mean I can't take the what I learned 
to be a good athlete on the hard work and determination that I can use that information to help with my new purpose. Then my new purpose was to try to get healthy and walking best I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then after that, education. Then after that, try to help other people the best that I can. And again, you know, your purpose can change. For example, uh, my purpose for spinal cord injuries was to help raise money to help find a cure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, then later on, when I had to went through cancer, my mom went through cancer. Then one of my purposes was to raise money to help find cures and whatnot for cancer people. Yeah. Then I got a service dog since I'm in a wheelchair. Got a service dog. So then my one of my purposes was to help do some stuff and raise money to help provide for somebody else that can get a dog. Okay. So your purpose has changed throughout the life. Don't think it has to be that one thing all your life. And yeah. if it is, that's great. But if it's multiples, that's great too. Exactly. And I think that when it comes down to it, you have, I classify as we have a mission in life and we have um, <clears throat> something that our higher self has, has, is guiding us towards. And that's our, that's our ultimate mission here. But then throughout it, we have, like James says, we have many different purposes and many different um, pathways that we can take. And like James says, you can either choose to take a pathway of sitting there on disability and, and spending the rest of your life um, without that purpose, without that, that vision, because we have to have a vision if we're wanting to progress in life and to live a fulfilled life, you've got to have a vision of some sort. Um, or you can take the pathway of, okay, I'm going to see how many people I can influence, how many people I can help, how many people I can inspire to to learn from the lessons that I've that I've had because we all go through different lessons and if we can help other people move through those lessons or even avoid them in many situations um, then that's a pretty good purpose hey James yes it is hey and two things here um, I could have easily like I said you have two choices in life so the first one I could have easily like I tell people laid in bed and have someone water and feed me all the time. And then I could be watching their TV show because they're changing remote because I couldn't do it. And yeah. so I could have easily done that, but instead of taking the hard route and see what you could do in life to help other people. And here's the second thing. We need to realize there's people out there watching you, yeah. whether it's friends or an acquaintance or someone you don't even know, but they're watching you to see how you handle certain situations because yeah. they don't know what to do and they want to learn from you and be as strong as you are. And so you're an example as a somebody, but you don't have to know it. No. You know, somebody's watching, they had no idea they're watching. They, they may or may not ever come and tell you that you were an inspiration to them, but no, somebody is taking your example and using it to benefit their life. Exactly. And I know the amount of times that I've looked on YouTube to find, try and find somebody that has the answer to what I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, to at least give a little bit of inspiration as to, as to something I'm needing an answer to. And, you know, and I mean, I, that's when you need to also delve deep too and figure out within what you really, really are um, guided towards. So, so I, I believe my purpose, one of my purposes is connection. 
because I believe that we can do so much more as part of a team than we can individually. I believe if we connect with our higher self and we connect with each other, then um, our consciousness is going to expand. Um, and I also believe in the whole concept of support systems. And so I would, I would believe that during a time such as this, when, when tragedy strikes, uh, a support system is really important. So how, how was your support system during this time, James? What's the old thing? One thing the Bible talks about, iron sharpens iron. Yep. So people working together to help benefit each other, mm -hmm. help benefit others. Yeah. We don't, have, we don't have all the knowledge in our own head, but that doesn't mean somebody else that you meet and talk with has something that you never thought of. Yeah. Again, I never thought of Professor of Perseverance. John <laughs> Bentley brought it to my attention. Yeah. And now... I thank him for it, and I stole it, and that's what I use. And so, uh, the, you know, when, what's the old saying? Uh, I forgot who said it. I don't know who said it. But he made a comment that if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to hang around with you people. <laughs> you're, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. So, which means you need to go into a room where you're not the smartest so yeah. you can learn from them. Because mm -hmm. if you're the smartest, you're not learning from the other people that doesn't know. So, so the, yeah, that was probably that was probably something Napoleon Hill had in his book. Actually, it would have been something like that because he talks about masterminds and the importance of of collaborating with people that are that are um, a little more advanced than what you are, or that have been through the experiences you're wanting to experience. Um, so it was probably somebody like him that said it. But I do agree with mm -hmm. it, and I think that if we're in our comfort zone. And we're sitting in a place where, oh, we're the smartest and therefore we know everything. And, and it's like, but what are you going to learn from it? Because if you're the smartest there, then you've got exactly. nothing to learn. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah you've got to be around people that are going to teach you as much as you want to teach other people. Yeah. And so, so your support system, you obviously had your mum and you had your brothers and, and that sort of thing. But um, what, what role did your support system play during that time? Well, yeah, again, it helps, helps learn things I didn't know. Yeah. And it helps build, build my confidence more. You know, when I first got injured, hanging around with other people that had been in a spinal cord injury longer than me. Yeah, you know, yeah. when I first got hurt, I didn't know we didn't know what to expect. We've never had a spinal cord injury before in our life. Yeah, and so we had no idea what. I, I thought I'd never drive again. I didn't know if I'd ever get a job to work. I didn't know. We didn't know. But then when you meet other people who's been at it four, five, ten, twenty years, and they're going, well, "Why can't you drive? I've been driving for forty years now." You know, yeah. Why can't you go back to school? Why can't you learn to dress yourself? You know, so yeah, because you know, other so, people yeah. have done it. Exactly, other people have done it, and then and, and you got to learn also learn that depending on your qualifications or whatnot, because if someone's worse injured than me, they can't do yeah what can, but that doesn't mean they still can't learn stuff and help educate other people. Yeah. So exactly. So, that, so that's that's the thing again. Be with people that's been through stuff that you you're going through whether again go back to cancer i hung around with other people organizations associations that talk about cancer so i can know so i one when i'm going into with the doctors i'd know the right questions to ask on what's yeah, going on right. and then then what to expect 
out of certain things. So yeah. that, that's the main thing, again, whether it's masterminding or whether it's just trying to get through today, be with other people that's been through it and they can teach you, then you're going to teach other people later on. Absolutely. And that's why there's so many amazing support groups out there. And if you are going through um, a tragedy or an adversity or of some kind, then definitely reach out and try and find a group of like-minded people that, um, that can inspire you, that can, that can teach you, and that you can resonate with on, on the same level. It's important, though, when, when you do participate in such groups that you try to avoid um, people that um, are in the pity me um, mentality because then it can actually drag you down to that, to, down to that space, and I'm sure James would agree with that. Um, because as he says, it's about positive mindset and it's about changing your story to one that is going to benefit you as opposed to one that is living in the past. So what do you have to say about that, James? What's, what's the saying again? Misery loves company. It does, And yeah. so when someone is that negative and that, oh man, they, yeah. they, they want you. you to be with them. Yeah. They want you to come down to their level because they, they're unhappy and they don't want anybody else to be happy around them. Yeah. So for example, in my, in my book with the cancer, I had this one friend, we've been friends for 40 years, but I was going through this. I knew that I needed to stay positive. I need to hang around with a bunch of positive people. Well, this guy here was negative, negative, negative. Everything was all about him. Uh, and so um, I'm not saying you got to kick people out of your life forever. Again, we've been friends for 40 years, but I kicked him out of my life for that four months. Yeah. Until, again, everything came out great. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to deal with any negativity, that, that negative vibe interrupting my positive stuff. Exactly. Because the thing is, especially when you're trying to heal in any aspect, um, you need to make sure that your vibrations are as high as possible um, because source is there to help you to heal. And the thing is that if we are constantly bombarded by people that are telling you, um, oh, how, you know, how depressed are you? And, oh, this must be really tough. And, oh, this and this and this. It's, it doesn't lift you up. And all it does is it makes you question yourself. And as James says, it's about the positive mindset and if that means that you have to um, eliminate somebody from your life and that can even be family I've had family that I've had to actually separate myself from because yep, yep. it was just negativity you know I've walked out of Christmas functions because all they were doing was being negative and I'm like I do not need to be in this space to um, to be hearing nothing but complaining and you know, and, and so, yeah, so I totally agree with you, James. You, you need to be wary of your support system and know that your support system is strong um, so that we can then continue to build on our positive attitude and our positive mindset, especially when, when you go through something like this, many will take on a victim mentality. And to be able to move through that victim mentality to have a positive attitude um, how how do you go about doing that, James, rather than feeling sorry for yourself and, and and feeling like a victim? And we don't want the we don't want those negative people or negative aspects to ruin our mojo. No. So we, don't, 
We want our mojo to keep running, flowing free. And just like everything else, people don't get overweight or underweight in a day. No. It took time to gain that extra weight or it took time to lose that weight. Okay. Yeah. So just like your positive mindset, if you're negative, you can't expect it to change. Boom. Over time. I mean, wow. uh, in a day or in an hour, in a minute, in a week, that's something you've got to work on. And even uh, Zig Ziglar, he even wow. says, you know, about motivation, you know, you got to get motivation every day. He says, you, you know, we take a bath every day. So why not get motivation every day? Yeah. Wherever you get it from. Yeah. So, uh, same thing. It's something you got to work on and work on and work on. And it's never going to be, it, it's, it's a never ending process because if once you stop working on it, your mind is naturally going to go back towards negative. Yeah, it is because our, our brains are actually programmed to pick up, um, to pick up things to be scared of, to pick up things to be fearful of, because, you know, back in the caveman days when we, we had to watch out for tigers or we had to watch out for danger. So our brains are naturally programmed for that. So it means that we have to work extra hard to make sure that we stay in that positive frame of mind. And to do that, we just need to, um, to el eliminate the fear from our lives. And, um, and to recognize that there's so much out there for us to, to accomplish and to, to move towards our vision. And what's really important, James, is action. Because many of us may sit there and we vision and we visualize and we go, yes, this is what I want to do, but we don't put it into action. So, so if you've gone through something like you, um, then how do you start to, to go, okay, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to pick up on the opportunities that are available for me and I'm going to start to take action on them. And before I get into that, let's go back just a little bit yeah. here. Talk about the caveman <laughs> and having to protect themselves from every, yeah. the weather, whether it's hot or cold, yeah. and animals, predators coming after them. Let's go back even, not necessarily back in time, but let's go back to when we're a baby, how do we get attention? We yeah. wet ourselves and we cry, cry, cry in yeah. a negative way to get mom or dad's attention. True. We're hungry. What do we do? We cry, cry, cry because it's a negative response again. Mom and dad don't know why you're crying. So here they are coming again. So, yeah. you know, we're uncomfortable. Uh, the diaper's not on right and we're, we're hurting. We cry, cry, cry. So we, like you said, we've already programmed our mind with all this negative yeah. because we know we're getting attention from it. Exactly. And that's, that's a really good point because it's true. I mean, even, even when they become toddlers and they're throwing tantrums, um, you know, if the parents, if the parents give in to that, then obviously the, the kids are going to keep throwing it because they know that, that it works. And I think that's really great. Our brains are programmed to naturally um, look for the negative side. And so we need to start to go, okay, well, um, how do we turn this to a positive? How do we turn this so that we're inspired? I love watching um, motivational YouTube clips. I go on there and, and there's some amazing people that have put together compilations. They're like an hour and a half, two hours long. And so sometimes when I'm working, I just have it playing in the background. And it's going into your subconscious mind, all of these positive affirmations about you can do it and you're amazing and, and um, you are successful, all this stuff that, 
you don't even recognize but by the end of it you're uplifted your whole energy has changed and so little tri tricks like that listening to music do you like music james Oh, I'm a music. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So finding music that you love and that resonates with you is so important um, because, you know, it's just if I'm, if I'm feeling a little bit down one day, put on the music and your whole energy just lifts up. So finding stuff that, that lifts you up. And when you do that, what actually happens is when your vibration lifts, you start to actually receive messages from source to tell you um, what action, as we're going to talk about, you can take to help um, put your value out into the world. So, so what do you think about the importance of taking action as opposed to just sitting there and visualizing, James? Well, and you gave examples right there just a minute ago that you took action when you're working to let your subconscious mind work from these yeah. motivational, inspirational videos or tapes or whatnot. And so, that there's a, we take action. If you don't do it, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. No one's going to come behind you. Your boss, uh, your boss is only going to do so much to get you going. Yeah. And finally, he's going to say, finally, he's going to say, well, if being paid is not enough motivation. I'm not going to kick you in the butt to get you going. I'm just going to fire you. Mm -hmm. So you got to take self-motivation for whatever it is. Again, no one's going to do it for you. No. And so, some of it, again, is just letting your subconscious work while you're doing other things. Let it work with the music, the inspiration stuff, the videos, the talking, and, and let it just absorb all that because you're not, you're not going to get it all yourself. No. You've got to let your subconscious mind, you got to let it work on its own as well. Have, but you've got to train that subconscious mind. If you, again, naturally, we're going to say negative things. So we've training it, what we're doing with the other stuff. So we'd be more positive. Yeah. And whenever you, feel, whenever you feel or hear that inner thought talking negative, try to shut it down as fast as possible and come back with some positive reaffirm, to reaffirm everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's really important as we've, as we've discussed during this interview that, um, that we all have a past and some some of our past is um has included some tragedy it's included some adversity we've all been through adversity of some sort and we can either choose to live in the past and to keep retelling the same story over and over and over again or we can realize that even though we've had that past that's been a lesson for us that's been there to teach us something to help us to create the future of our dreams um and this is what James has been talking about today. James went through some tragedy. He, you know, he's now um, paralyzed, but he, you do have full function of your arms and that now. So did that come back relatively quickly or? I started to move my arms after they went in and did surgery on my neck. Okay. To stabilize it. Yeah. And then started to move my, I still don't have function in my fingers. Yeah. But I got enough arm movement. I can push my own wheelchair, drive my car, drive Thanks. my van, uh, you know, dress, eat. So yeah, I've got enough to, got enough to get me by, and I'm just thankful and blessed for that. But well, I've and no that's, yeah, that don't have that exactly. And that's the thing. It's and that's where gratitude would play a part as well, as to being grateful even during times like that of all that you do have. 
um, and not focusing on that that you don't. And I think that's something that's also really important. That goes back to a friend of mine. Uh, I say we're good friends, even though we've only talked four or five times. Yeah. Uh, but he's a huge motivational speaker, and his name is W. Mitchell. He okay. Was burnt. He was in a motorcycle accident in the late 60s and burnt 60% of his body. Wow. Face is burnt, lost all of his fingers. He just has mittens for hands, basically. Okay. And so, so after doing all the burn sessions, getting uh, with the, I forgot what to call it, where they regraft, where they regraft yeah. a good tissues until you burnt one. After all that, four years, four or five years later, he was learning to fly this plane, you know, these planes. He had some people on there with him. Something wasn't going right, so he'd come back to land. When he landed, it kind of bounced on the the, the, the yeah. landing pad. And so um, everybody got up and got out of the plane. And where he went to go get out, to get out, when it bounced, it broke his back. Oh, no. So when you say we're all going through something, he's been, you know, to go through one huge tragedy in your life is bad enough. Here he is, the man's been burnt 60% of his body, and then years later, paralyzed from his waist down. Oh, he, he, says, he says, his name of his book is, it's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. Exactly. Is the name of his book. Yeah. And what he's, his, his big motivational quote that I use for everybody, W. Mitchell says, I used to be able to do 10,000 things. Now I can only do 1,000. Oh, no, no. I can, do, I can only do 9,000. I don't concentrate on the 1,000 I can't do. Yep. I concentrate on the 9,000 I can do. Yep. And so, like I said, we got to be grateful for what we do have. I mean, it, things could be worse when I got paralyzed. You know, I could have died. Yeah. And so I'm grateful for what I do have and the people that's around me and, you know, in, in life and everything as well. Because she wouldn't be successful if it wasn't for that support system. Exactly. And, and of course, I'm sure you're grateful for all that amazing snow that's coming down tonight. So, yeah, I'm grateful that it looked good and I'll be indoors. Yeah. And I feel bad for the people that have to get out and travel in it. See, I love that. You have turned it around. To, to being grateful for something because I know that you're not a massive fan of, of being out in the snow. So um, so I was just I was just testing you to see how you turn that around. So good job, James. <laughs> Fantastic. I um I'm actually really looking forward. You're actually in the middle of creating a uh, course at the moment. Um, and what is that course going to be called, James? Well, it's going to go with the your past doesn't have a future and create your future today. So I'm coming up with a mini course. Yep. I've already got the slides done. I just need to go back and read and narrate everything. And then, then also working on a book to go along with this. And the book again, your past doesn't have a future, but you do. And so we're gonna get all this packaged up and hopefully have things completed in the next month here. That's fantastic. So and I'm gives, really looking- it gives, me, it gives me a purpose now to get this done in a month. And yep. it gives me to take action to get it done now. Fantastic. And I know that you'll do it, James. You're, you're, you're the professor of perseverance after all. You're going to persevere with this, right? Hey, I got a funny, funny one here. I don't take all your time. But uh, I don't know if you do. you have a Popeye's chicken place anywhere? No, we don't have it, but I've heard of it, yes. Yeah, Popeye's. P-O-P-P-E-Y-E-S. P -O -P -P -E -Y -E -S. 
P-O-P-E-Y-E-S, Popeyes. Yeah. Chicken. It's real good chicken. I like it. One day I was passing through where I live and I looked over at Popeyes and the E-Y-E-S, the lights were off. <laughs> I don't know why, but they're off. But the P-O-P was lit up. And so I stopped to take a picture of the P-O-P and I said, look, even Popeyes is advertising for the Professor of oh, Perseverance. perseverance. <laughs> That's great. Oh, good job, James. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really love speaking to you again and um, talking about this story because you truly inspire me. And, um, and I'm sure you'll inspire many others out there to, to turn their adversity and, their, and whatever they've gone through and to turn it into something um, positive and something that fulfills their purpose. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story today. Well, Jen, thank you for having me and blessing me with you as well.